Hey guys, welcome to Walkers Only Podcast. My name is Ollie Olds and I'm your host. Before we start, please hit the like and subscribe button and let us know how you are enjoying these episodes. My guest for today is Ben Walker, a former NRL and Super League player who made over 179 appearances for the Brisbane Broncos, London Broncos, Northern Eagles, Leeds Rhinos, Manly Sea Eagles and finishing off at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. When Ben retired from the NRL, he got the opportunity to coach the Ipswich Jets with brother Shane. They went on to win the Queensland Cup and beat Newcastle Knights to become the state champs in 2015. In this episode, Ben really taps into why the Walker Brothers coaching style of off-the-cuff footy really works. Ben also talks about his son Sam Walker, current Rookie of the Year, who is playing for the Sydney Roosters. But before we start, let's roll the intro. Don't just talk it, walk it. Ben Walker, how you doing mate? I'm well Ollie, how are you? <laughs> I'm good bud, I'm good, I'm super grateful for you coming on today. Anytime mate. It's been, uh, it's been a while since I've seen you last. Has been, yeah. You actually, um, you actually brought me over to this country. Yeah, well, Steve right. Johnson, but then you were my first ever coach over here, so. True. And, what, uh, what year, 2012, 13? 12, 13, yeah. Yeah. You, uh, your family looked after me massively as well. Um, took me in. Yep. I remember your, your mum, Trish, showed me how to wash properly. Like, not wa- wash my clothes properly and stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, I, was a, I was 19 when I came over here originally. So yeah. Yep. A lot of growing up I had to be done over here then. But um, mate, it's such an honour for you to come on, and um, I've got a lot of respect for you and obviously your whole family. But um, yeah, I'm just super grateful for you coming on. Anytime, mate. So um, let's just bring it back, obviously, from your playing days, being a former Bronco, a London Bronco, Northern Eagle, Leeds Rhinos, Manly Seagulls, and South Sydney Rabbitohs. That's uh, some prestige clubs there, mate. Yeah. So um, yeah, you're right. I've been at, uh, been fortunate enough to play. Um, yeah, over a long period of time at, at some of the best clubs in the world. So, um, yeah, pretty lucky and um, fortunate to have that experience and, yeah. and then take it forward to, to coaching and mm. and uh, kids as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're from Toowoomba originally, hey? Yeah, yeah, born and bred. So um, four, four boys, we all sort of grew up there without a TV and you know the story, Ollie, mm. we sort of um, grew up with a – with a um, sporting background and um, the biggest thing as a kid was not having a tally. You know, we yeah. sort of grew up passing the footy and hitting golf balls and playing cricket and mm. I think it helped us Helped us obviously later on. Yeah, definitely. Well, saying that as well, I remember when I was living at your joint, um, the boys didn't really have much PlayStations or, you know, phones and mucking around. That's it. Every time I seen them or the and Charlie was um, out in the field mucking around in the streets or just play fighting all the time. And I wonder if how beneficial that is now to seeing where obviously Sam is, Jackson, Tyson, Charlie. Um, do you reckon that is something that you notice in your childhood comparison to others that you know helped you in a certain way of you know being playing playing footy in the streets a lot more and yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, growing up as a kid without TV, so we had to make our own sort of entertainment. Mm. Big part of that was sport, so yeah. um, it was a very conscious decision by Kylie and I not to have mm. you know, playstations for the kids and let them mm. try and um, explore their own um, sporting yeah. 
world outside and and to and to you know play outside. Yeah. Um, they've got a PlayStation now though, so I'm not real happy <laughs> about it. But um, yeah. Sam's gone and Jackson yeah. and Charlie are a bit older, so it's basically just Ty there. Yeah. At 14, so um, he's got a PlayStation, but yeah. um, you know the the, the backyard games yeah. that our kids played. Oh. Um, Pretty cool. Like, yeah. there's one game actually. I'll just quickly talk to you about mm. it. And they used to play it all the time. So it would be Charlie and Sam mm. versus Tyson and Jack. Mm. And it's a game they created. And I I don't know the rules, and Kylie doesn't know the rules. But we we're, we're lucky enough. We'd sit back on a Sunday afternoon and have a mm. wine and watch them play this game that they'd created themselves. And yeah. it's only I've only ever seen it played in our backyard. So they know the rules, and no one else knows really? it. So it's really cool. And I. I don't want to know the rules. I just want to. I want to go to my grave knowing that they've started this game, yeah. created it, played it two on two, yeah. um, and they know the rules and we don't. So it's re- that's really cool yeah. about you know kids growing up and, yeah. and exploring their uh, you know, exploring. Yeah, well, that brings in being creative, and you can see that probably in the way. I know this is your about you today as well, but seeing how Sam plays footy, um, he's. A rare one at the moment coming through that plays off the cuff as a half in particular, like that robotic style that he plays, uh, that others play, is definitely not engraved in Sam. So I wonder if all those, you know, backyard footy, um, what's the other one we used to play at Jets? It's like Granny's Garden. Yeah. And you stick all, you know, just stuff like that as engraved in him. And that's how he sees football now, you know, instead of, okay, there's three to be something now, let's create a block play for it, you know? Yeah. Um, but bring it back to you, Ben. Obviously, from Toowoomba, and then you started off with the Broncos. How did that? How did that? You know, come to surface with connections there and uh, scouted. The legendary Cyril Connell. Uh, um, he was the recruitment officer at the Broncos from day one until mm. he passed away. Um, he passed away oh. in about two thousand and four, I think. Cyril. He's a legend, an old, older guy, and uh, he brought brought us through. So he signed myself at fifteen, and then. Um, Shane, Chris, and Luke mm. all signed at fifteen as well through Cyril, and um, he brought us down. And um, yeah, Wayne Wayne coached obviously us at the Bronx, but he coached Dad as well. Yeah, um, first grade in Brisbane, so we had a bit of a history with Wayne and mm. um, and Wayne's family. Wayne's sisters actually very good friends of uh, Mum and Dad's when we we're growing up as well. So we had a bit of a connection there, and. Um, yeah, and growing up in Toowoomba, you just wanted to be at the Broncos. Mm. So, you know, all, all young kids in Queensland wanted to play at the Bronx, and yeah. we were lucky to be there. So, we weren't going to go anywhere else. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's pretty cool. And do you think, obviously, at that stage, everyone wanted to play for the Broncos? So, when you went in your first training session, you were there before. Obviously, you're older than Shane, so yep. you were there before Shane and and uh, Chris. Yep. But was there ever that moment of like starstruck a bit with the players you're training around and? Uh, I guess so. So the Broncos started when I was 12. Mm. So by the time I was 17, so I'm number uh, 75, I think, mm. Bronco number 75. So there's not many players yeah. before me, but when you're 12-year-old, that's mm. when you're sort of influenced by, you know, Alan Langer was, is and still is a superstar and still, yeah. um, you know, a good mate of mine. And mm. actually it was really cool. Sam was out with Alf the other night. Oh. I had a... <laughs> So uh, and and Sam rang me that at midnight that night and said, "Dad, you're not going to believe how funny this Alan Langer is." I said, "Oh, really?" <laughs> it was like that yeah, thirty he, years ago. He hasn't so changed. It hasn't changed. Um, so like, yeah. So th- those guys are really influential. Um, 
on me when I was growing up. And then you turn up and Elf and Kevy are the half and five eights, so you're training with them every day. And I was straight into the first grade squad at 17. So I sort of, I guess I prob- probably mm. was a bit, I don't know, maybe I was, I'm not too sure, but... Yeah. Um, but when you're thrown straight in there, you just sort of become one of yeah. the players anyway. So I guess the first couple of sessions I was looking around yeah, um, wondering what was going on, mm. but you sort of um, found your niche pretty quick. Yeah. Do you rec- Was there fellas there that would put you in lane if you started you oh, know, yeah. carrying yeah. on? Do you know where – I don't know if that's as common now as it used to be where you have the older heads just, you know, just pull you in a bit. Who were the guys back then, would you say, there? Um, it was a pretty tough – group to be in yeah. so I turned up in 94 and they'd just won back to back 92, 93 so they're, they're a pretty tough group mm. um, mentally tough and, yeah. and physically tough as well so you, yeah you, you were brought into line pretty quick and you didn't step out yeah. of line too much either um, I don't think it's the same anymore no. like I think it's very different and, I, and look to be honest I think it's probably better now than what it was I don't really mm. um probably wouldn't like my team to be yeah. like the Broncos were in the early 90s or mm. mid 90s to be yeah. honest even though it was a great experience and really good you know great fun being around mm. it and all the rest of it probably wasn't the culture yeah, right. that I'd foster right do you reckon yeah. so maybe how times are now with footballers do you think the youngsters are more willing to express themselves more now because of that or do you think that's nothing to do with oh I don't think it's that so much but I think it's really important that you have a leadership yeah. or an older group of guys bringing the kids through. Mm. Um, and, and Brisbane definitely had that. Yeah. Um, but it was just a different uh, different way of um, educating young fellas, I guess, yeah. back then as it is to now. Like Sam's part of the Roosters group and you know they've, they've got Jared and yeah. um, Luke Keary and uh, Tedesco and those sorts of guys. And, and look, they're really good guys. Um, mm. And they've, they've brought him through... Really tough. They're really tough on him, but yeah. they're. Um, I guess they're respectful. Yeah, they bring them through a different way. Mm. You know, when it comes to oh, fuck me, I might kick these dogs outside. You have to. Wait up. So do you think from that, like the way you coached, you'll never knock anyone for trying something out of the ordinary. Do you think that is something that you picked up as a natural footballer or do you think that was something that, you know, Wayne Bennett might have said to you, like, mate, do what you see, play what's in front of you or would he always, you know, pull you in line a bit? Because the way you coached when obviously I was there and years on when you won the comp at the Jets, you were very much encouraging people to see what's in front of them. Um enhance their natural ability then instead of actually trying to box them into something. Yep. Do you think that is something that you've learned from then? Yeah, you, you, you are a coach because of uh, – you coach a certain way because of mm. the influences you've had. Now, I've had um, – yeah, Wayne was a big influence on us, um, both positively and negatively. Mm. Uh, but the best coach I ever had was Dad. Yeah. Uh, he was our, our best coach and still is. And he was coached by Wayne, so he's got all the fundamentals that – Wayne taught mm. us as at the Broncos. He was teaching yeah. dad at brothers in Brisbane. Mm. So we were sort of influenced directly from Wayne as a five-year-old yeah, yeah. because he coached dad and dad coached us that way. But the, bene- the, the benefit of having 
dad was that he was really positive and and encouraged um, you to play football. So yeah. that's how we were as footballers. When we went to the Broncos, though, Wayne was completely the opposite. So he still did the fundamentals, but right. he didn't encourage us to be. Right. He certainly didn't encourage me to be a footballer that mm. I that I wanted to be. So as a coach, when I became a coach, I coached um, the way that I wanted to be coached, coached. not the way that I was coached. Mm. There's certain influences that Wayne and other coaches have had on us and we um, have brought that into it, the way that we coach. Yeah. But we're very much um, about coaching guys the way that we wanted to be coached yeah. and sometimes weren't. So after the Broncos as well, your first year, I think it says in 95 you played two games. Is that right? Yep, that's and right. Debut 90, in 95. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then you went to the Broncos, which I don't know if, correct me if I'm wrong, but... um. Didn't you have a connection with the Broncos, London Broncos did? Yeah, so in 95, um, I de- debuted with the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. And England, the English or the Super League, um, was still our summer, so their mm. winter. So it was their last winter season before Super League in England went to summer. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Brisbane Broncos owned the London Broncos. Mm. So a few of us um, finished in 95 at the Broncos in Brisbane, and then we went to England and played for London um, yeah. for four or five months over over our over our break. Yeah. So their winter season. So it was really good. It was a great experience. Yeah. Was it? How old were you at that stage? I went over on my nineteenth birthday. Really? Yeah. So there you go. Like you would have just been like, what like the? you coming yeah. out to coming out to Australia, <laughs> just like in awe a bit of what what's going on. It's a different culture again, isn't it? Coming from Australia to the UK, it's uh, obviously colder. The eating the what we eat over there to here is totally different. Yeah, um, well, everything was, and you know, we played a semi final for the Brisbane Broncos on a Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and then I flew out on a Tuesday to England, yeah. and we played Leeds on Friday night wow. at Brentford. Brentford, yeah, yeah okay, in London. Brentford, um, and we beat Leeds on a Friday night, which was a big upset, That's it was massive. A massive upset. But for us, we just sort of a couple of Aussie fellows went over there and jumped yeah. in and. We won the game. Thought, oh, this is easy. Yeah, <laughs> we won about four or five after that. <laughs> I was going to say it's a tough gig at London. Yeah, it didn't win many. Did so. So from that, then did you? Obviously, you're only 19 then, so you're like literally just probably having fun as well. Like you know, you're not the 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 main guy at that stage. You're probably just you know like the pressure's not on you as fully there. Yep. Um, what did you think of the the Super League comparison to the NRL? Um, it's a different game, completely different game. Um, they were a little bit more free-flowing than mm. the Australians. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that part of the game, but um, there was still yeah. you know, like some things that happened on the field that yeah. didn't happen over here, like dirtier. squirrel grits yeah, and yeah. eye-gouging. And yeah. It was a bit dirtier. Mm. Um, so it, was, it wasn't, uh, I guess, um, uh, yeah, the judiciary was sort of... yeah just wasn't around mm. over there. Um, even when I went back in 02, so the difference between 95 when I was at the London Broncos and I went to Leeds in 02, um, they started to play a bit more of an Australian style because there was yeah. more Australians over there at the That's time. Right. So it was a bit yeah, a bit structured for me, yeah. whereas I, was, I went over there expecting to go over and play a bit of free-flowing footy yeah. again, but it was very structured. Um, but even then it was still a bit... Yeah. A bit dirty on the field compared to yeah I guess to here so. and in Australia like to be fair it's a bit quicker so yeah, you don't have is. time to to, mm. to you know play dirty on the floor play dirty yeah everything happens so quickly do you think that's down to the conditions as well obviously there's fitness levels and 
was the NRL professional before Super League? Did yeah, they? no. Um, Brisbane went professional in about 91. Mm, okay. Yeah, so everyone was full-time for yeah. about then. So the fitness would probably be better of you, and it doesn't help that you're playing in the winter. Yeah, well. Well, when I went back in summer, it was yeah. Yeah, the pitches were good and it was beautiful, yeah. you know, beautiful weather mm. um, to play in summer. But as I said, there was just more of an Australian influence and it was a bit more structured. Yeah. So then following that, then you went, you returned back to the Brisbane Broncos. Yep. yep. And then you played 70 games. Yep. So coming back after, you know, the first year, rookie year in the Bronx, Brisbane Broncos, then going to London and coming back, did you feel a bit rejuvenated or? No, uh, probably not. I went over for... You know, our pre-season, Bronco, mm. Broncos pre-season. I, when I came back, I'd probably, you know, gone full season at the Bronx, full season mm. in the Super League, Good and then time. back into a full season here. So it probably wasn't great, but, mm. you know, you're 19, so yeah. you're bulletproof then. Yeah, um, that's right. Well, you you've, you know, you had a 70 games as a solid game, solid run in NRL, and you, how many years was that from 96 to 2000? Was that with the Broncos then? Yeah, so I finished at the end of 2000. Actually, I finished halfway through the 2000 season. I Did broke you? my jaw and didn't play again for that for that yeah. uh, year. And then I got on the got the tap on the shoulder from Wayne to say that I wasn't needed. Yeah. Um, and that was a, that was probably the most relieving really conversation I'd had with Wayne for seven years. I was at the Bronx for seven years, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time there. But yeah. I, just, I just wanted to play footy and not be in a box, which I felt like I was with, mm. with Wayne. Do you think with that, Ben, because um, obviously old man Gary got coached, coached uh, Wayne. Yep. Oh, Wayne coached. W- Wayne Dad, coached yeah. Gary, sorry. Do you reckon there was any, like, some people, you know, if they know their parents, they go a bit harder on the boy? Like, yeah, I think so, yeah. And you think that kind of... I think through, so, yeah. yeah. That's just, yeah, that's probably probably natural. I, yeah. I, I, I may have done that with kids that I coached that I mm. played with their dad or... Yeah. Um, which I did, which was really cool, but... You, pro- you probably did, and 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 look, I look, I may have needed it too. Yeah. I don't really know, but um, yeah, I'm that type of personality that I don't really like to be told yeah. too much what to do, and um, I just wanted to play, you know. Yeah. So when Wayne said that he was going to let me yeah. go at the end of the 2000 season, I was really excited by yeah. it. Like I actually thanked him, and yeah, well, um, yeah, thank. Look, I'm very respectful for the time I had there and, and yeah. him as well. But it was great to. Get released. I, yeah. I really felt like there was a burden off the shoulders, and I could go and play footy. And nice. the next year at the Northern Eagles was probably my best year. So, yeah. it was when, good. when you go back to what you did, you were top point scorer that year. Yeah, but from the Northern Eagles. But going back to the Broncos, obviously, um, I think there was one year in '98 that they won the GF that year. Yep. you played 23 games yep. that season. Was that a bit of a heartbreak that you didn't make the when selected in the squad at the end? Bit of a heartbreak. Well, massively. Massive heart. Yeah, yes. so I'm not, I've, I've never actually discussed this with you prior, but I've, I always wanted to ask you, but I was a bit sheepish to ask you, but yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. So. Well, 97, we won the Super League final, mm. and I only played like five or six minutes of the grand final. Played a lot of that yeah. season, and then five or six minutes in the grand final. Then 98, I played, as you say, 23 games, um, and played in the major semi final, so I think it might have been top five back mm. then. So we played the Roosters in the major semi. We mm. won that, went straight through to the final, and then um, I wasn't selected in the grand final. So to play so many games and then not play in the GF was really hard to take, and it, I, I didn't take it well. Like I nah. didn't take it well at all. Um, and then yeah, they yeah they won the final, which is yeah. awesome, but. Um, 
to be 18th man on yeah. on the day and not play was a bit of a kick in the yeah. teeth. Yeah. Did you ever ask Wayne? Um, I never asked him, but um, we had a pretty yeah good conversation. So when I say I didn't take it well, yeah. Um, Here I, we go. I, I, <laughs> I would have hated to coach me, right? So yeah. he, he told me I was 18th man. And then on the Saturday before the Sunday we trained, mm. and um, I haven't told a lot of people this, but I don't mind telling you. That was a long time ago. So we trained on the Saturday morning in Sydney, and um, uh, everyone got through fine. Yeah. Right? So I was 18th man, yeah. everyone trains well, everyone's fit, so mm. there's no – like I'm not going to play mm. the next day unless someone doesn't wake up. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not needed, right? So – Peter Moody, who's a famous horse trainer, um, is a mate of mine, and he was in Sydney with some horses um, at the Epsom, which is a big day, the yeah, day yeah. before the grand final. So he rang me after training and said, are you playing? I said, no, everyone's got through. He said, right, I will put your suit on. We'll go to the races. <laughs> so um, he takes me to the races at Ramwick, and we go into the members, and he said, oh, I'll get you a beer. Get you two is old. Yeah, I yeah. still remember it. It's black beer. I was like, you know, I think, what's this? You know, so, so I thought, oh, I'll just have one. Yeah. And <laughs> one turned into two, turned into about 40. And I rocked in to my room about 4.30 in the morning, grand final day. Fucking hell. And Wayne had just left my room. So my roomie was Peter Ryan. And Ryan, I said, you're lucky Wayne's just been in here looking for you. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, I don't care. You yeah. know? And then we woke up the next day and um, went to the game. Sure, boys win. Yeah, um, and then we had a really good, strong conversation <laughs> with each other a few days later. Yeah, Wayne yeah. and I, and um, he wasn't happy with me, and I wasn't happy yeah. with you know the situation. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, I wouldn't have liked to have coached myself, mm. but I, th- I said to him, mate, if anyone's going to pull out, yeah, game day, yeah, then yeah. they're not needed anyway. That's it, eh? mate. That's <laughs> and no one's heard this story. Can you imagine doing that now? Oh mate, you'd that'd be on social media, yeah, blown up everywhere. Yeah. You wouldn't even get it to your hotel room. You'd would have seen it by now. Um, yep, that's unbelievable, mate. Yeah, but yeah. that shows where you he- where you were at that stage of frustration, anger. Oh yeah, um, I was so disappointed. And I yeah, I took it out the wrong way. I just thought, yeah. oh well, stuff it. I'll go to yeah. the races and have a few drinks instead. You know, like it was pretty pretty poor form, but that's how I've, how yeah. I was at the time. Yeah, well, that that could be a built up of things, you know. So, but. Look, they won. And mm-hmm. It didn't get blown out by you or anything. So, and then the following year, like you said, Wayne tapped you on the shoulder and said, "It's time." Ah, uh, two years later, yes. Two years. So Ninety nine was a good season for me. I played really good at Bronx that yeah. year. Actually, Alf retired halfway through the year. Was that something there? As in Alfie being the legend he is and still is today, like everyone knows who he is. Did you feel that pressure of being a half as well? No, not at all. I didn't. I didn't no. feel it at all. But um, I, I think Wayne felt it. To be honest, yeah. I think Wayne felt it more than yeah. certainly I did. I th- and Wayne felt it because Elf's such a legend and won mm. grand finals for him that he thought, you know, there's not going to be anyone that yeah. could come after him. And that's true. Like, no one could be Elf, but no. someone's got to be the halfback afterwards. Um, so I didn't feel any pressure. But I, I think as a coach, Wayne thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to really control this yeah. young fella because I want him to be this, this and this. Yeah, you can. Even though I didn't want to be that, I wanted to be something else. So. Yeah. I, I yeah, I didn't feel it at all, but I think externally there was more pressure. Yeah. Did that ever go through the brothers as well, that pressure that you know, the the way Wayne was with you? How was it with Shane and Chris then and then? Yeah, it was pretty much it was it was pretty hard on 
you boys are very open, like free free flowing type of players. So it's hard to, you know, tame that type of style. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, yeah, Wayne has a way, and that's his way. And if it's not, then it's the highway, pretty yeah. much. And that's how it was with me. Shane was a Shane was uh, similar to me, so he rode Shane pretty hard mm-hmm. as well. But Shane sort of towed the line a bit more yeah. than than I didn't. I think by the time Chris arrived, he just <laughs> thought, "Oh fuck it, there's no <laughs> chance here. I'll just yeah. let him go." And Chris just did what he wanted. And um, fair play to him. He's way he went. Yeah, he's done exceptional. <laughs> That's everyone knows Chris Walker. Yeah, but um, so obviously the following year, then after the two thousand, you went to Northern Eagles. How did that come across? And was it just an opportunity, or you wanted it actually like that's where I wanted to go? I uh, didn't really, but um, I had a couple of options in Sydney, and the Northern Eagles was was one of them. Brett Camorley went there; yeah. he was a halfback, and and uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's a good guy, Brett. So he, he was a half, and um, I, I thought that'd be a good foil for me. Mm. So I went there, and it ended up being really good. So yeah, Noddy, mm. Brett. Um, Loved controlling the game, yeah. and that was great. That's how I I like to play that way too. But I, I just I went there and I thought, well, if I'll just let him do his thing and yeah. and um and I'll just play. Yeah. And it worked out really good. I scored a lot of tries and yeah. top point scorer. Yeah, it was really good. It was a great year. Um, we had a good team, but we just didn't we didn't really perform well. We ran tenth, I think, or mm. ninth or tenth. But um, we had a lot of good players in the team and. Mm. It was a good season. I met Kylie and yeah, yeah. Um, down there. Wasn't and, she a news reporter? Yeah, or? she was a journo. Journo. So it was a great year. So you like, were cracking on the journo. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was, did my best in an interview once. and Got to shoot your shot, hey. Yeah. But, you know, like just, it was just a good season. Yeah. Living in Sydney and, um, yeah, I met up. It was just really cool and yeah. playing some good footy. And, um, yeah, it was a great year. That's awesome. And then... Well, it's weird because it was only a one-year season there, was it? The Northern Eagles. Did they disband that year? Yeah, they finished. I had a two-year deal. Yeah. But they had they, they only the Northern Eagles. That was their second year. Yeah. So it was North and Manly combining. Right. It was never going to never going to work. Mm. Manly got control. You know, sort of three quarters of the way through the season. So that was their last year. So that meant our contracts were null and void. And Leeds um, came knocking, and yeah, and then I signed with them. Yeah, one. So you had a season in, in Leeds and. Yeah, had a season Sam was in born. Sam was born there, so he's a Yorkshire boy. and So he could technically represent England. He could do, yeah. He's been asked. So Did he knock it back already? Yeah, yeah of course. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, he can get a passport, which is yeah, yeah, good for him. But very handy. Yeah, yeah. so we went over there and um, yeah, had 12 months in, mm. in Leeds. And How did you find that? Uh, it's not the number one sport like it is mm. here. You know, yeah. So it was. I really enjoyed it. Like, met some great people yeah. and still talked to some of the guys over there now, but um, it's just not the same as it is here, and it's not the mm. it's not the number one sport on the weekend. You know, if you're playing here at Suncorp, it's yeah. forty thousand. Everyone's talking about it. It's just mm. a lot of excitement. Um, there is for the derbies over there, like yeah, you know, Leeds, Bradford, and yeah. they're massive. We played Wigan, yeah, some big big games there. Yeah, and, yeah so it was Challenge Cup was good fun. So it was good experience. Um, yeah, we had a good year. We yeah. Did a lot of stuff and, um, yeah, it's just a good year. Was it anyone out? Obviously, coming from the NRL, was it anyone when you went to England and went, "Hang on, this guy could probably play over in the, over in Australia and go as a, you know, some stand-up boys?" Because you would have had Andy Farrell at that stage playing with you, Sean yeah, Andy, Long. Yeah, Andy Farrell and Sean Long were at um, St Helens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very good. There was um, Paul Sculthorpe. Yeah, yeah. Um, at St Helens, mm. he was. I think he's probably. 
he was probably the best player I played against over there. Really? I reckon he was, yeah, just a complete sort of player. Yeah. Um, Adrian Morley, I played yeah. against him in 95 when I was over there. He and came up, obviously, with the Yeah, he was a yeah, very good player. Knocked me clean out when I was at South Sydney. <laughs> um, Yeston Harris was another good player. That, yeah. So I replaced Yeston at uh, Leeds. He's, he went to rugby when yeah. I went there. But I played against him when he was at... I think it was at Warrington when I was. We were both nineteen, right, okay. playing against each other. Yeah. First stint I had, he was a good player. He was dangerous. Um, it's a couple of dangerous guys that yeah. obviously, you know. But you know, if you bring them out here as ten-year-olds, yeah. they would have been playing NRL. As, yeah, you know, yeah, I get you. Same time, mm. it's like you said, it's engraved over you. It's like the number one, like you said, Suncorp. And over there, it's football or soccer, soccer and union. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. And then. Obviously, you came back then and went back to Manly Seagulls. Yep. And how was how was that experience? Yeah, it was good. Um, Manly sort of just kicked off again. Um, once again, we didn't really have a great season. We didn't really have a really good... We didn't mm. have much of a team in 03. Yeah. Um, and that's probably where I first started. I was always a frustrated coach, but I think that year mm. was when I first sort of got the urge to be a coach. Yeah. Um, we didn't go too well. Mm. I had a sort of mediocre mm. season. Not too bad. Um, and then did my ACL yeah. towards the end of the season. So I was about 27 then. I thought, that's it. I've had enough. You know, I'm not yeah. going to play anymore. So I had, had my ACL repaired and then um, I had two years off. That's right. Yeah. So On your own call as well. You didn't, like, it wasn't like a no club one. You just wanted time off. Yeah, that was it. I just thought, that's it. Yeah. Um, but I had a couple of offers to play at other clubs yeah. while I was in rehab mm. and... Um, just said, no, nah, I've had enough. I'm not going to play. Mm. So, um, what did you do for the two years? We had a hotel, family yeah, business, right. mum and dad. In Toowoomba? The kids, yeah, just outside Toowoomba. Yeah. So, just worked there and nice. helped run that. And then uh, I was doing some training. I was doing tri- triathlon training. Nice. I'd st- sort of started to get a bit fit. Yeah. And it was um, February, and I picked up the paper, local paper in Toowoomba and. The local team was playing, one of the local teams was playing a trial match. And mm. I thought, I wouldn't mind playing. And I didn't tell anyone. I didn't. Really? The only person I told was Kylie. I said, yeah. listen, I'm going to go out there and see if I can get a game tonight. Just have a run. I just mm. want to play. So um, I turned up. I rang the coach, actually, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, come out. You can have a game. You know. So we're playing a trial yeah. match, local first grade in Toowoomba. And uh, I walked in to the dressing shed and smelt the liniment. And I yeah. thought, oh, how good is this? Yeah, like, I, I really want to play, you know. So I, um, as I said, I hadn't told anyone but yeah. Kylie. So I, um, I played, and I'm not joking. I was horrendous. I was really? so bad, like <laughs> so bad that even at halftime, the coach came up, put his arm around me, and said, "Mate, you'll be okay. You'll, 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 you'll be all right." And I felt like I'd never played before. Fuck. So that you can imagine the players. Yeah. Thinking, this bloke's played, you know, ten years of NRL, and he's yeah. come back here. He'd be okay. Like I was so bad. So at the end of the game. He um, shakes hands with me, the coach, and says, "Oh, thank you very, <laughs> thanks for playing. Are you interested in playing?" I said, "Oh, maybe not." You know, and he said, "Look, I'll, I'll call you if we're short." <laughs> so that's how bad I was. Call me if we're short. So he Shit. didn't call me for. He didn't call me for. I'm going to say three months. Yeah. And then on a Sunday, I was at the Sunshine Coast with Kyle and the kids. I get a phone call from Shane Richardson, who's the CEO of South Sydney. Oh, it was, yeah. And he said, "I." Um, are you interested in playing again? Yeah. And and I had a lot of interest, but knowing how bad I'd gone yeah, in yeah. the three months earlier, I was a bit hesitant. Yeah. So I said to Richard, I said, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing. 
he said, I'll send you through a contract. Mm. So he sent me through a contract. It was a Sunday afternoon. Got the contract. It was abysmal. It was the same size I had when I was 15. Oh, like it was such a bad contract. But I thought, I'm going to have a go at this. Yeah. I said, I rang him back and said, I'll take it. Some, you would have probably gone shit. He's actually uh, yeah, yeah. So it was a, like a horrible deal, but yeah. there's some built-in clauses yeah. that I played first grade, and I thought I'm going to back myself. Yeah. So I rang him back and I said I'll take it. Sunday afternoon, he said, "Right, I will. I will book a flight for tomorrow morning. Mm. You'll be the halfback against Manly next week." And you haven't hadn't played for 22 months, other than that yeah horrible shocker. trial match. So I fly down on the Monday. Shane picks me up. We go straight to Moorpark Golf Club. We're playing golf. <laughs> We're on about the fifth green, and my phone rings, and I answer it, and it's Mark Barrett, the coach of brothers in Toowoomba, yeah. who I'd played a trial match for. He said, Ben, how are you going? I said, yeah, good, thanks, Mark. How are you? He said, mate, we're a bit short this week. <laughs> Any chance you might play for us? And I said, oh, mate, I would, but I'm playing first grade for the Rabbits against Manly on Sunday. I can't make it. <laughs> mate, the phone went dead silent. He's he was- thinking... That same bum that was playing for us three months ago is playing first grade in Sydney. He would have hung up and gone straight what? to the tab yeah. and had his life on Manly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we so <laughs> the next week I was playing first grade. That's cool. unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Fuck, that stuff. I wish that stuff happened still today. Yeah, um, well, it wasn't long ago. It was yeah. 2005. You yeah. Know? But what's that guy, obviously, like this Shane uh, Richardson, he would have surely gone, oh, we do a little bit, like, have you trained much lately? Have you oh, tra- we had all that, yeah. And you just, well, just Shane was there too, yeah. see. So at the time, I was like, I was really fit. It was as yeah. fit as I'd ever been because I'd been doing triathlon stuff. Yeah. So I was really, yeah, aerobically fit. Yeah. Not not strong mm. because I hadn't been doing weights, but aerobically really fit. So there was no issue there. And I played okay the first yeah. couple of weeks. Um, and I actually to. I actually had a really good year in 05. Yeah. Um, we we ran second last at South, but they were running last when I got yeah, there. that's right. And then that was when Shane and I really got the urge to coach. Yeah. We had um, um, Sean McRae as our coach mm. in 05, and he's a good guy. Like, I really like him. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't mind telling I, – I'd tell him now if, I'd, if yeah. I was here. But we had about 10 weeks, 12, uh, 10 weeks to go in the season – yeah, we had Adam McDougal, Brian Fletcher, Ash Harrison, yeah, um, Shane and I as the sort of the older guys in the team. Um, look, um, Shane Rigginson, um, yeah, older sort of mm. fellas. And then with about ten weeks to go, I, I said to Shane, "Listen, there's a fair chance I'm not going to get signed next year. This mm. could be my last year, and maybe yours." Yeah. To Shane, so I said, "How about we just do what we want, have some like, fun? How about we just coach yeah. the side?" And do what we want. So we pulled those senior blokes in one day at training and said, "Listen, I know Sean wants to play this way, but how about we do it like just do this?" Yeah. So they all said, "Yeah, let's do it." Like Fletch and, mm. and McDougal are good, really good dudes. Yeah. So that was the first time we coached, basically coached the side, even though yeah, Bomber yeah. was the coach, right? So we played um, we played Canterbury at the SFS that week, yeah. and I was halfback, Seamus Hooker. And we just played a real free-flowing game, a bit like mm. the Jets, yeah, I yeah. guess. So it was our first experience of you know, kind of yeah. being a coach and really getting our teeth in. And we won easy. And then oh, we good. won – I think we might have won like nine from 11 to finish Shit. the season. And so we just, guy, the coach is just going – The coach is going, how good. <laughs> Let you guys crack on. Yeah, but we just – we basically just 
coached ourselves and yeah. it was really, really good. But Bomber's a terrific, terrific fella. He's a real yeah. good bloke. But, um, yeah, we pretty much... Yeah. Yeah. Took, That's unbelievable. Took on and, it, we, and we had a really good year at the end, yeah. end of the season and ran second last, which was a big thing for South because yeah, they used to come and last. Yeah. And Newcastle had run last, so it was yeah. a, a big thing. Um, and then the next year we... Um, 06, it was a tumultuous season. That uh, Russell and Peter had taken over the club yeah. and there's a lot of upheaval. And that was our last year, 06. So. Did you want to keep going though? Yeah, we did, yeah. It's a long story. Yeah, I remember you telling me a bit. I don't yeah. know if you want to talk about it. but probably, it's, yeah, yeah, probably not. But there's <laughs> you know, a bit of um, yeah. underhanded stuff that yeah. didn't go down too well in 06. But anyway, we had a good experience yeah. and um, and then we really got the urge to coach, coach. from there. So... Overall, your whole career, though, what was the highlights that like instantly come to you? Like, shit, that was fun. Or, you know, Rabbitoh's days might have been, even though you were running second last, but it sounds like it was good crack there, like with Fletcher and stuff, I could imagine. I've heard a couple of stories with him. Um, I think you might have told me or your brother about this time that you all are on the drink with Russell Crowe. No, nah, that's Shane, yeah. Shane. Shane will tell that story yeah. better than me. Oh, maybe I'll get Shane on the yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, you can tell that one. Is there, is there any other, like, besides, you know, it's always, you remember the games, but you remember normally the fun of training or what happened after the night, you know, you always got those clowns in the team that yeah. you know, just make it fun. Yeah, Fletch was fun. Yeah. Brian Fletch was good fun. He's a good yeah. captain. Yeah. Um, he just sort of says it how it is, you know. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun with him. If I look back and, yeah, I don't know, Ollie, I don't really look back yeah. and say that was a great time. It was good fun. Yeah. I learned a lot. We yeah. experienced something that, yeah, mm. not a lot of people get to experience. Oh, um, definitely. A lot of th- scenarios that we've been put in, and yeah, a lot of you know places that we've been to that we wouldn't have otherwise mm. gone to. But um, I don't know. Maybe we would have done it if we weren't playing footy. Yeah, nice. yeah. Well, obviously that was something that you guys wanted to do from a young age. Yeah. So you've lived out your dream there. Yeah, that's right. Was it any any regrets? Um, yeah, lots of regrets. Maybe you know, maybe you could have done this. Maybe you could have done that. But. Um, I, I, no, I wouldn't say they're regrets. Like I, I just did what we did, you yeah. know. And I don't look back and go, oh, "Geez, I wish I'd have done it this mm. differently." But um, yeah, you are now who you are because of what you've done. You've done so you've I'm happy where we yeah. are. That's yeah. awesome. I like that. With that, and obviously, you went straight from that into not straight into coaching staff. That you had a bit of time off, or did you go straight? into uh, pretty much straight into coaching. I just did some kicking coaching the next year, and then mm. started coaching full time. Not full time, but had our own team from that yeah. time. Yeah. Just, just rem- I remember one thing I wanted to ask you about the season. Was it any like personal battles whenever you played against a team or a player and you go, I want to put one on this guy? Uh, I know the way you th- you are as a person, like you are competitive, but obviously I think everyone who's in your position on the other side of the field, you always want to do one on him or, yep. you know, but is there anyone in particular that you went against and you went, shit, okay, well. Uh, not not really, I don't think, mate. No, no. It's funny when you're playing, like as I said before, it's, it happens so quickly that you're yeah. not, you don't really get, you know, one-on-one battle or really want to put it over people, I guess. And if you do start trying to play the opposition yeah. player, then you just lose yeah. focus on what you have to do. So, no, probably not, mate. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably not. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. So obviously, then you said you went into a bit of kick coaching for a bit. Yeah. Half back work, and then was your first year with Burley Bears? Yeah, Burley Bears. Yeah, that's right. And how yeah. did that go? That was that like a. Like the buzz just it grew inside you for a bit. Yeah, we coached the reserve grade at Burley yeah. Bears. Um, Jimmy Lenahan was first grade coach. He's now at the Titans mm. as an assistant. So it didn't go well. Like Jimmy's, a, you know, he had his own way and went our own, obviously our own style. Um, and we knew that wasn't going to work um, being an assistant coach. Hence the reason we don't 
really have a desire to be an assistant coach yeah. in the NRL now because of the way that we coach is very different. Yeah, um, but we learned a lot about ourselves um, as coaches that year. Yeah. Um, and then the next year we got an assistant coaching job at the Jets. That's right with um, Lazo. Yeah, and Lazarus. Lazarus, the legend of a player. Um, so we had two years under him. What was that like? Uh, it was once again really good. I learned a lot. Lazo, um, as a coach, didn't have any success mm. the Jets, but we learned a lot yeah. on what to do and what not, not to, to do. do. Um, but probably more what to do. Like, he was really thorough. Obviously, yeah. he's a champion player, and he was really thorough as a coach. Yeah. Um, probably just didn't deliver the message that needed to be delivered. Mm. Uh, like a lot of great players, they know how to do it themselves, but yeah. don't really know how to teach it. Mm. Um, and that's probably where you know, we learnt a lot. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm wrong, if I'm right, I'm um, sorry. When you went to the Jets and you went, you took the head coach role, yep. did you re-sign every player, even though you were running at that stage? Were you bottom of the table? That yeah, so when, yeah, the year that we took over, we um, the previous year team had run last mm. and obviously um, the morale was pretty bad yeah. but we just said to the club right sign every player that's mm. run last we want them to be our team for next year uh-huh. just to instill some confidence in them because we knew that they had a bit of footy in them they just needed a bit of yeah. confidence and you know naturally what happened then is that that team that had run last mm. had two coaches that Believed in them, yeah. even though they'd run last, we yeah. put some belief into them. Um, so they grew a leg from there, yeah. and and we knew it was going to be tough. But we we made the semi-finals that yeah. year with that team, and um, you know, then we were just able to transition mm. players out that um, yeah. we didn't need and put new players in mm. that we knew would fill a fill a spot. Nice. Um, so yeah, we made the semis the first first year, and we sort of built from, from there. there. Yeah. yeah. One thing that always comes to my mind where the way you coach is um, like not, not many of the coaches I've experienced do what you do. And I can't really put all of it down, like explain it, but you guys are very much the person before the player. Yep. Like you'd call in, you check in on people, um, you know, you'd bring people around the house for a feed. And like so, from when I lived at you guys' house for like three months, I think since then there would have been like, I don't know, off the top of my head, like five other players who have stayed at yours for a bit. You had, you know, Carl and Anderson. You had um, Pandia, Kurt, Kurt. Yep. You had T from New yep. Zealand. So, and that's just the ones I remember off the top of my head. So, like, you generally care, and when someone knows that you care for them, you're willing to put that extra, go that extra mile for them. And and uh, and I noticed at training, um, there would be drills where, you know, the guy's gone and scored, scored. But you're watching what the guy is doing behind, like the defender. Is he still chasing down? Like those little one percenters that I never really used to notice, or other coaches might not notice that they'd be watching the attack play so much, but they're not actually watching what the boys off the ball are doing, you know. And just and the games, the games that you did weren't like crazy, like you know, specific, like you know, breaking down this, breaking down that. You know, you got to do this, that. It's really simplified. You really simplified everything. So then. You could get a grasp of it, and all it come down to is hard work. And if you could buy into that, then you stuck around. Yeah. And that's only from my opinion. And it give like I look now when I do a little bit of coaching is you, I pick so much from your your training sessions and engrave that into what we do because it it is a formula that works. 
And yeah. and if you are fitter than the other team, that ninety percent of the time you are going to come out on top. So there's a lot of respect coming from me to you and Shane and your old man uh, Gary. Yeah. Well, Gary's a legend as well. Like um, I used to be so nervous in nineteen that team. I remember when you selected me this one time. I nearly I think I teared up a bit because I was so like wanted to be in this team so bad. Um, and I remember you used to just keep Gary is just really good, and he was as a as a halfback he'd be going. You know, just always check numbers. Always have your head up. Don't look at the play the ball all the time. Watch what's in front of you all the time. And those are things I didn't even, you know, you don't even think about that. But then maybe that comes down to if you're a natural, you do that. You know, that's the best of the best where they are, you know. But um, so many positives coming up when I was at the Jets. And that would have been a couple of years. I don't know what year you started with the Jets. Uh, Head coaching in eleven. Eleven. Okay, yeah. so I was there thirteen. Yep. Yeah, and then obviously in two thousand and fifteen, you boys won the grand the grand final. Yep. And you won the state state comp. You know. Yeah, the national final. Yeah. yeah, and that's probably the was that the first year or the second year where you started doing the different style of play. Like you know, you always had that. You know, you always had the block play. I remember I came to you actually. I went because I came from England, and I go, oh, "What's the plays?" Like, cause you normally get like a sheet of plays. That's what I was used to. And you're like, nah, mate, there's three plays. And you just like, these are what they are. And it was just like, where everything else is just play what's in front of you. And that was probably like a shit. Um, you either sink or swim in those situations. You know, it shows the player then, you know, the actual player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in 2014 or 13, you would have just started engraving in, you know, the, the sliders, the dropping unders and, yep. you know, the, the grubber kicks off kickoffs, you know, and now you see players, teams doing that. It's happening quite often now, do you know, and the the um, the twenty meter drop, the dropout, you know, in goal dropouts, all these things are coming into play now. And if you ask anyone, where'd you get it from? Like they're gonna say the Walker brothers, you know. Yeah. So that must fill you guys up, you know, and make you go shit. You know, we've really stamped our mark. Even though you want to be NRL coaches, you're like. Why aren't the top dogs seeing this? You know, does that yeah. make sense? So yeah, so yeah, and it's a question we don't know the answer to. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff that we did at the Jets, mm. NRL teams started to do and mm. um, are still doing. Um, yet, um, a board yeah. feels threatened because it's a little bit different. So, yeah. um, what the board members at NRL level don't understand is that. The style of play that we have is different, mm. but it's the results that you get. Like it's, yeah. we're all about winning, mm. um, and we've been winners. So, yeah. um, it's not the style. The style's just there because that's what we enjoy watching. You know, mm. you can, we can play any style. And when you were there, we played a lot different to yeah. how we did in fifteen. Yeah, for sure. Um, because we adapt our coaching to player to the player that we have yeah. there. Um, you know, in fourteen, fifteen, you'd left in fourteen. I think so. Yeah, I think. Um, we just had a different style of player, and yeah. you know we adapted our style yeah. to that. And and what what we produced in fifteen was yeah. like exhilarating footy. Yeah. It was so good to watch, and that's because we just did. You know, we stood on the sideline and wanted to watch exciting footy, and footy. we had players that could, could play do. that style. You know, mm. so um, yeah, it was great to watch, and no one had ever seen it basically, mm. um, and it, yeah, it was proved to be really successful. Yeah, well, obviously that year in particular. You won the comp. Yeah. And what did you think after that then? Did you think, here we go, it's our opportunity? Or Yeah, we sort of just got caught up in the – not caught up, but it just sort of happened. Like 15 was amazing. We won the first time the Jets had ever yeah. won. Um, 
the competition. Then we go to Sydney and mm. some guys had never even been to Sydney yeah. before, you know, and we go to Sydney and play uh, Newcastle and we beat them before the grand yeah. final and, um, yeah, it was massive, you know. It was really good. So we just we just thought we'd do it again in yeah. 16. But what had happened was because of the success we had, we, People just, we lost 12 players, yeah. you know. So. And the thing with Jet as well um, – Financially, you're not a financially wealthy no. club like, you know, the Dolphins or um, East Tigers or, you know, Burleys. You guys literally use your resources from, up, like, grow, like grassroots. Bloody Wales. Where yeah. You go to Wales and get someone. <laughs> you got some dropkick window licker from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't think anyone knows that story. <laughs> we'll keep it between me and you. Um, but, yeah, like, literally that always happens when a team wins the comp and they can't, you know, and they they going up. I think, like you said, you lost twelve players. Majority of them got a got a crack with an NRL team as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, it just shows you know what you can do with nothing. Imagine if you had something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and it was raves. I know. I think it was a, the Warriors position came up, and you your boys' names come up again. I think it was Newcastle gig as well. Maybe came up. Yeah, it's been a few every few time. Jobs. The yeah. Titans was Titans, Titans was the one we really wanted. Yeah. Um, we thought we were a really good chance of getting that. Really great fit for us mm-hmm. being. Southeast Queensland, yeah. um, but as I said, like for whatever reason, yeah, a lot of boards boards are yeah. uh, adverse to change. Yeah, they saw us as being a change, mm. even though it's success. You yeah, know, it's um, so it's hard for us to understand it, but well, that's what it is. Mm. Once again, I'm not gonna yeah have regrets. Just nah. move forward. That's that's definitely it. and well, what year did you knock it on the head then with the Jets? You and Shane? um. End of nineteen, nineteen. I think. Yeah. yeah. Was that where you no, just went and decided this is like you know we've run our course year we've we've done what we could with the club you know when it was at the you got into the best it's hard to kind of it's kind of rebuilding years again after that GF year, yeah you know? so we we made the semis a couple of years again uh, after that but we we're really impatient we just wanted to win again in sixteen even mm. though we basically had to we're, we're we're further behind than what we were when we took over a wooden spoon yeah. team you know we had to get a whole heap of new guys in mm. and. Um, I think we might have made the final sixteen, seventeen, yeah. or seventeen, eighteen, or something, but didn't really, yeah, you know, didn't really have that, yeah, core group again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, we, in hindsight, like if you, you know, in hindsight, we should have just pulled up in fifteen and yeah. got a job somewhere and moved on, but we didn't, you know. Nah. So it is what it is, like you said, and I think your mentality is move forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, you know, we've done since then, like our business yeah. since we've finished. Yeah, you know, my business has mm. grown and. Yeah. Shane's has as well, so it's been good for us that way. Yeah. Um, even though we're not coaching, yeah, you know, we're still having success with our own businesses. Yeah. Do you know? I yeah, we'll talk about that after. But you know, a lot of fellas when they come out of sports, like it sounds like, well, obviously you come out of footy on your own terms as such. You know, you kind of, you know, I could, from from guest sounding from what you're saying when you left the Rabbitohs, you kind of like it's done. I want to get into coaching now. Did you ever like you see a lot of footballers struggle after footy? Have you just been too busy to ever really hit that feeling? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I, I, I've always been mindful of people, you know, players that I've played with or have played against that yeah. finish and and really struggle mentally and yeah. don't know what they're doing. And I didn't really know what I was doing either. But look, I was really lucky. We got into real estate, um, and I wasn't going to work for anyone. I wanted to have money because yeah. I'm not. As I said, I don't take orders <laughs> real well, so um, I had to have my own business. And yeah, I was fortunate. Kylie, yeah, she's a workaholic, so you know, together we sort of yeah. built a business. Um, and I had something to do, you know. Whereas 
a lot of players sort of finish and don't know what they're going to do. And, and, mm. and I'm, I was one of those, but yeah. we just sunk our teeth into yeah. that business and we moved Ipswich to coach yeah. and, and start a business and just got on with it, you know, yeah. so... That's yeah. awesome. I guess you're too busy, and we had four kids, yeah. so you're sort of too busy. Yeah, You've, yeah, you flood out always. I think to from think the, about it since I met you to now, you're always on the go with something. You've got the kids; you, you're dropping them to so, uh, footy or sports, and obviously at the time you had the jets training and the real estate. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just I think you and you and Shane, you're that probably another factor too that we haven't touched on is like having your brother and obviously Chris as well and Luke, but I mean. Being on, being you are a really tight family. Yeah, and I think that gets you through the tough times. If there ever was a tough time, because you kind of bounce ideas off each other. Like, yeah. I've yeah. seen you and Shane the way you guys are on the side of the field, you know, to and the way you guys are in general training and people. You're just great people, but I think you're always bounce ideas a lot of each other. That's why probably the, the team is so successful because that's probably one person you may listen to. Yeah, and we're able to challenge each other yeah. um, away from the team. We don't yeah. do it in front of the team, but we challenge our ch- each other's yeah. theories and, and what we want to do. Mm. And then by the time we get to the team, we're united. Yeah. You know, this is what we're going to do, and mm. the team sees one voice. Yeah. Whereas, you know, during the week um, or behind closed doors, it's very much, yeah. you know, we should do this or we should do mm. that and until we get common ground and then we go forward and yeah. deliver what we both agree on mm. um, to the team. Yeah. So, what are, what are your hobbies outside of footy? Uh, golf. Golf. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'd play every day if I could. I'd try to. I've seen your Instagram, mate. It's always golf swings, and you. And Sam's into it now, eh? Yeah, Sam and Jack, and uh, all of them. Yeah, they all. Yeah. They all Shane have hit. and yeah, Gary Shane as well. Plays, guys, yeah. yeah, yeah. Luke, Chris, we all play. Yeah, and it's com- it's a com- yeah it's competitive, and who's the a- best? I've got the, I've got them comfortably, but it's it's um, but you know, look, that's what golf's so good. Yeah. You know, we all have handicaps, so yeah. yeah, Dad won on Sunday. Really, we played, yeah, and and Gaz is horrible. He's <laughs> easily the worst golfer in our family, but because of the handicap system, yeah. that's what it does. You know, it brings yeah. everyone back to the field. So that's it. Um, off the stick, I've got them, but uh, yeah. with the handicaps, anything can happen. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and now, mate, on to obviously, you've got some some uh, future walkers coming onto the onto the scene at some stage, but one's already there in Sam yep. Walker. Mate, we'll talk about his career, but as a, you know, a, a, pre, a pre-NRL, you know, former NRL player and that's been there, done it, and experienced what well, you have, experienced the goods and the bads. Like his first year, mate, I don't think many as a halfback have stepped up and shown their talent like that. Yeah. And... With the way social media is now and everything else, is there, you know, um, I think there was one game where he, you know, the they won the game and instead of doing the field goal, he just ran back. Yeah. And like I thought it was a genius idea. I thought good on him. Yeah. And to do the ball, to have the balls to do that, but man, he cops some flack. Yeah. From people, I was thinking, you know, for how old is Sam? Nineteen. Nineteen year old. You know, how does he go? I know you're very headstrong and the, you know, you've got a great support network, but how does Sam go when it comes to? These adversities, such a young age. Yeah, so that that you know that they were two points in front with yeah. twenty seconds to go, and rather than give the ball back to them on fifth and last and be a chance of getting scored mm. against, he got the ball and ran mm. eighty meters backwards yeah. and soaked the clock up and won the game. And he copped a lot of flack from it, um, even from his his coach. Really? Which yeah, which yeah, you know, like not a lot of flack from his coach, but his coach wasn't supportive of it initially. 
um, until sort of Sam explained it to him, and it makes perfect sense. But we used to do it at the Jets, so he he grew up watching that. Watching it, um, you know, we had a two minute drill at Jets, and he and part of it was right at the end, you know, shutting it out mm. that way, you know, and um, yeah, he copped a lot of flack. But we're talking about it. Actually, we had dinner the other night, and we're yeah. talking about it. And I said, "What are you going to do if it happens again this year?" He said, "I can't wait." He said, "I'm going to run do it backwards again." again. <laughs> hey, that's confidence. So he doesn't you know? care. Yeah. And look, he just wants to win. You know? yeah. So I, I don't see any point in giving the ball back to the opposition if you don't need to. You know. So, um, but yeah, he had a great year. He had 21 games in his first season, which I don't know of anyone who's played 21 games in their first year and to play as well as he did. Um, yeah, it was great to see, but. We sort of always had confidence in him. He's, you, you can tell from a really young age yeah. how kids are going to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was super talented from the, literally the minute he could walk. Wow. Yeah. It makes sense now. You, it, well, obviously, like um, like you said, I remember him playing against, was it Cronulla? And he just ran rings around the team and he won the game single handedly. Yeah. And yeah. that was a moment. It was games before that, but that was the moment I was like, shit, man, like this guy. You know, if he keeps doing what he's doing, like the sky's the limit for this fella, you know. But with that, um, there's way more pressures involved now to what it was before. Like you said, we talk about social media and stuff. Does he have? Obviously, he's got a great family. Like, but does he have anyone to like talk to? Is it like a? Do they have anyone the roosters where they go? Look, we'll, we'll look after you. Not look yeah, after you, but like yeah, they're wonderful. Like so, sports psychologists and media people and. They've got all of that, like all clubs have, but they've got a lady ne- um, down there by the name of Kath, and she's been there forever, Kath. She was there when Chris played at the Roosters, wow. and she's the best sports psychologist that, Psychologist yeah. they've got. She's yeah. um, she's Robbo's PA now, um, but she's always got – you go to her office, she's always got two or three boys in there yeah. sitting in her office talking to her and having a lolly, and, and, wow. and, and yeah, she just sort of hears what's going on with them. So she's probably – she was great for Chris, you know. Like yeah. Chris still raves about her, and she, yeah. he, he still talks to her, and Sam loves her, so yeah. she's she's great for him. Um, but he lives with um, one of my best mates from school, oh, um, wow. Sam, at the moment. So he's really good for That's Sam good. as well. Um, but yeah, the, you know they've got really tremendous. Um, su- he's got tremendous support, and mm. we're an hour away, mate. Yeah. So we sort of get down as much as we can too. Yeah, so. I'm sure I've seen you on the big screen a couple of times watching him. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. good fun. So much fun. Is he? Um, how did the Roosters come across? Um, well, he's with the Bronx from the age of twelve, and then in his last year of high school, they um, they identified him. They must. I'd, I'd say yeah. they would have seen him a few years before that, and mm. they didn't come knocking until year twelve. And yeah, you know, the Roosters don't miss. They, mm. you know, their their strategy is just pick the best kid and go after him, and just don't miss. Mm. And they did that with Sam and got him. You know, like they did with you know, two of us, a Sheck or yeah. um, you know, Joseph Sawali now, yeah. and um, Luke Keary. Yeah. They just go after the best kid and yeah. and and get them. You know, so uh, he was with Brisbane, but yeah, what happened there? Obviously, at the time, I think Siebel was a coach. Yeah, Siebel was a coach, and he's look, he's a good guy. Siebel, we sort of played. He's a twin. Is he for twin? No, he's from Rocky, but yeah. we played um, Broncos reserve grade together in '94. So I've known him a long time, yeah. um, good fella, um, but he they probably didn't handle the Sam thing real well. Yeah, um, Seeves is a part of it, but yeah. um, the whole club probably didn't handle it too well. And um, yeah, when the Roosters 
expressed interest. Um, yeah. Pretty easy decision for him. Yeah. So with that, like it got blown up in the paper, but he had to get his own Uber to the to it. He wasn't allowed his parents there. Yeah. To, and at the time, I don't know if no, I don't even know if Sam was an agent. But were you kind of like a father agent at the same time? No, not at all. So huh? Clinton Shifkowski, oh, yeah. his manager, um, and that is true. Like they wanted him to be there on his own when he spoke to Sebes without his parents. He's only sixteen at the time, which is it's a lot, mate. It, it's a lot for a kid to take in. Yeah. Even he handled it really well, and not not that he wouldn't handle it, but yeah, you know, as a coach, mm. I'd. I'd expect their parent, the yeah, parents 16. to be with them. Even if they're 20, I'd, yeah. I don't mind. I'd, like, I'd rather meet the parents. Yeah. Even though I know Siebes, Yeah, you want to meet the parents to sort of get an idea of what the kid's going to be like. And what happened is when he left, was it like, nah, straight away, or was it kind of Yeah, like, he rang me on the way home and said, I'm going to the Roosters. That's powerful, mate. That is a 16-year-old yeah. to call that shot. Yeah, and I, I bet the Broncos now are looking back and going, fuck's sake. Oh, maybe they do, but, yeah, they they're too busy running yeah. their club to be worried about one pl- yeah, one person. But yeah, living in Ipswich, he'd, I know that he'd rather live in Ippy mm. and play at the Bronx, like just yeah. to be around his family than than to move as a seventeen year old down to Sydney. But it was an easy decision for him, and yeah, he loves the place where he's at now. He just yeah. loves it. Yeah. As a father, is it different looking at your son play to the, like the feeling, everything from when you watch him play to when you were playing? Is it totally different? Yeah, completely different. You get the same sort of feeling before the game. You get a, like a bit of a nervous sort of feeling. But the moment he runs out on the field, you just yeah. think, oh, it's all... Like when you go out yourself, you know, it's yeah. like when you get nervous, then you get on the field and you're completely controlled. And mm. um, So I get that feeling. I I get yeah. nervous. Um, but the beauty is now, like we can... You yeah, know, we go and have a feed and yeah. have a couple of beers before yeah. the game. So you're... You get yeah. that build-up, you know, whereas when you're a player, you're in the dressing sheds yeah. for that last hour yeah. and you get that nervous feeling. Now we're able to enjoy that last hour, even yeah. though you get a little bit nervous, and then get to the game and just sit back and, and know that he'll put on a show, you know. Yeah. So it's um, that's the exciting part, turning up and not knowing what he's going to do, yeah. but you know he's going to do something, something, you know, so it's yeah. pretty cool. And then he does and you think, oh, yeah, how, good. how cool is this, you know. I bet you like... Do you ever when you I've seen you in the box, but do you ever like turn around with Sam? Some does something really good, and you're just like, "That's my son." No, I don't. But I I know you keep it all in, mate. Yeah, like, I do. You're good at keeping it trapped in yeah. and keeping maybe inside buzzing, but outside you're very calm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to play poker. Yeah. But, it's, but inside you, you yeah, yeah. You, you, if you don't show emotion yeah. inside, you wouldn't be alive. But what's Kylie like? Um, she gets a bit nervous, like yeah. most mothers would be. I get a bit nervous for him. Yeah. You know, he's only a kid. He's only little, but um, but she's in control too. She knows she doesn't get overly excited. You know, we yeah. sort of sit back calm. We're not. We're certainly not cheerers. Yeah. Like if anyone's cheering, they get scorned at. <laughs> um, we're just there to watch the game and enjoy yeah. it. But yeah, he does stuff on the field sometimes. And he did that at the Jets when he'd come yeah. to training with us at the Jets. He'd do stuff against yeah. the first graders as a 15-year-old yeah. and they'd just go, wow, where did that come from? You know, and, he, and he did that against in his second NRL game against Cronulla, that mm. one you spoke about. He um, threw a pass that's just mm. off the charts. Yeah. Do you reckon incredible. when he... Oh, it was. It yeah. was he made Chad Townsend, who was an experienced halfback, yeah. yeah. that game looked like a, a rookie, you know? Yeah. But I think it was later on into the year that he started coming off the bench. Yep. Was that... Purely because of injuries and because he had shoulder issues, hey? Yeah, he had both AC joints yeah. last year. So, he, as I said, he played 21 games Massive, and was that busted. Is. He's needled every game. So, it's yeah, pretty tough to do. So, towards the end of the year, he was physically 
drained. Mm. Um, so they started bringing him off the bench, mm. and um, that worked really good too. Because he came on a, I think he came on against. Uh, he came on and won a game for. Yeah, he did. One of the, for I can't remember the what game. it was. Yeah, he kicked the field goal, and um, he had a big influence when he came on, but mm. he was a bit fresher. Yeah, I think if they went further into the semis, he would have started. Yeah, but um, I think they're just looking after him physically. It was a big season, you know, and before Sam and, and um, what's his name, the Flanagan that's with the Knights. Oh, yeah. no. oh no, who's Kyle he with? Flanagan. Yeah, yeah, Kyle. Obviously, like, you know, he had a top point score, score year and he got shifted on. And obviously Sam and him are two chalk and cheese, totally different players. But, you know, it's in the papers a lot sometimes about the pressure as a half, as a youngster. Does he ever, I don't think Sam is that type of person to really take that on, on board. Nah, not at all. Nah. Nah, he's pretty level, doesn't. Mm. Listen to outside noise. Yeah. Well, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for his future and and the other other mongrels, little Tyson, what he does, mate, and Jackson and Charlie, you know. But um, yeah, it's exciting. And you got Shane's got about fifty kids as well, mate. Yeah. So all of you together, you could run a full team. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, but mate, we talk. Let's uh, before we wrap it up, let's just talk about the business, the real estate business. Do we have to? <laughs> well, just talk about call it out if you want, mate, and you can see what <laughs> it's it is. Right? Nah, oh, it's too busy. Property. It's good fun. Yeah, what's the? It's, I a, think. it's a team environment. So I'm. Yeah. Coaching my own footy team you know, in, in real estate. Yeah, nice. That's good fun. You're doing really well, though. Yeah, it's cool. Toowoomba, Ipswich. Toowoomba and Ipswich. Yeah. Gold Coast, Brisbane. It's good. Amazing. Well, mate, I'm, I'm super grateful for having you on. And uh, it's, been, uh, it's been fun. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I hope I didn't put you to sleep. No, no. Mate, it's like uh, having an old coach on you, like I said earlier. It's, I've never been this nervous before doing <laughs> it. <laughs> One thing I ask all the guests before they finish is, what are you grateful for? Um... I'm grateful, I don't know, just off the top of my head. I guess my hard-working parents um, gave us a really good grounding Mm. and supported us. So I'm probably more grateful for um, my parents than anything, I guess. They are amazing people. Yeah, they are. Well, mate, thank you so much. Cool, mate. Thank you. Thanks for enjoying. See you guys. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk it zone. Don't just talk it, walk it. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk is only. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk is only.